Hello there. Today's episode contains a number of adult themes related to violence and sexuality involved in the deaths of Crispin and Fausta. If you're a fan of true crime, you might very well enjoy this episode, but if you find such content objectionable or you're listening with young children, this might not be the episode for you. Hello there, and welcome to The Road to Nicaea, Christ, Creed, and Controversy in the Turbulent Fourth Century, part of the Earth and Altar Podcast Network. Supplemental. The Godfather, Godfather, Constantine, and the murders of Crispin and Fausta. Every family has its skeletons in the closet. Most of the time, those skeletons are metaphorical. But with a family as prominent and as ruthless as that of Constantine, the skeletons are often of a more literal character. And one of those skeletons is the sudden unexplained execution or more likely murder, of Constantine's oldest son, Crispin. You may remember that Constantine had four sons, the uncreatively named Constantine II, Constantius II, Constans, and in one brief shining moment of moderate originality, Crispin. Well, actually the name is Crispus in Latin, but it's often anglicized to Crispin, and since that is slightly easier to say, that's the name I'm going to go with in this podcast. Now, Crispin was the eldest of Constantine's sons, and he was by a woman named Minervina, who was either Constantine's first wife or a concubine. We're not really sure which. Constantine would later put Minervina aside in favor of a more politically expedient marriage to Fausta, the sister of his erstwhile ally Maxentius. It was with Fausta that he had his other children. This was a pretty common thing for up-and-coming emperors in Rome to do, and Crispin remained by his father's side even after Minervina left the picture. In fact, in 317, when Constantine and Licinius were ruling as co-Augusti frenemies, Constantine had Crispin promoted to the rank of Caesar. He also promoted Constantius II, but as Constantius was all of two years old at the time, only Crispin was actually functioning as a Caesar. And he functioned well. He fought in his father's campaign against Licinius, winning some crucial victories in that campaign. He also waged very successful campaigns on his own against the Franks in the northwest quadrant of the empire. He also married and had a son in 322, giving Constantine his first grandson, he was appointed the governor of Gaul and Britain, Constantine's historic power base in the empire. So all seems to be going really, really well for Crispin. And then, just four years later, in 326, Constantine had him executed by poison. There appears to have been no trial, no due process, and Constantine would then impose the most severe penalty possible the Damnatio Memoriae. 
Crispin's memory was damned, that is, consigned to oblivion. His name was struck from every inscription, every text, every official historical record. Constantine made it as though his firstborn son had never existed. And then the same thing happened to Constantine's new wife, Fausta. Reports say that Constantine had her executed in a bath. Servants poured scalding hot water into the bath where she was bound until she died by drowning. For many in the empire, Constantine was their father in God who had effected their conversion to Christianity. For his actual family, Constantine seems to have ruled it as a very different kind of godfather. What on earth happened here? And how did we go from Crispin being the favored son to being killed without trial or opportunity to speak? And what does Fausta have to do with all of this? Why does she get caught up in this? Well, the short answer is that we don't know for sure. Constantine clearly did not want anyone knowing his family's dirty laundry, which tells us that something very seedy was probably going on. When you are the emperor, you have a lot of power to suppress unflattering stories, but not infinite power. And later historians picked up on this dirty laundry and gave several theories as to what may have been going on. One theory given for the two executions is that Crispin had begun to have a sexual relationship with his stepmother, Fausta. Versions of the story differ in how the blame was placed. Some say that Fausta tried to seduce Crispin, and when he refused, she accused him of seducing her, and Constantine killed Crispin in a fit of rage. Then, when Constantine learned that Fausta had lied, he killed her in a fit of rage. Other writers suggest that Crispin and Fausta had separately committed adultery with different people. Constantine, apparently a strict moralizer, felt this was so inappropriate that both deserved death. Or maybe he wasn't a strict moralizer, but perhaps Constantine just thought that having two adulterers in his squeaky clean Christian household was not a good look, and took matters into his own hands. Modern historians are fairly skeptical of any theory that links Crispin and Fausta sexually. For one thing, at the time this was supposedly happening, Crispin was based in Trier, which is in modern-day Germany, while Fausta was with Constantine in his brand-new imperial capital of Constantinople, which is modern-day Istanbul in Turkey. That's almost 2,500 kilometers of distance between them. Long-distance relationships are hard, long-distance affairs even more so. So Crispin and Fausta were not really able to pop over to one another's quarters for a casual dinner date. So another ancient theory suggests that Fausta and Crispin were not lovers, but rivals. Crispin, after all, was Constantine's only legitimate heir by a woman other than Fausta, and as the firstborn, he might have been ready to inherit the whole empire over her sons. He was certainly much older than them. So perhaps she accused him of heinous crimes to clear the way to the imperial title for her own sons. Or perhaps the two deaths aren't actually all that related. Maybe Crispin, ambitious son that he was, made a play for his father's throne a bit too soon and Constantine got wind of it. Maybe Fausta's death was unrelated. Maybe she got pregnant by another man, and the heated baths were not a punishment from Constantine, 
but a late ancient attempt at an abortion. We know that this was common medical advice for women seeking an abortion in those days, to take a bunch of hot baths a few days before. Or maybe Constantine just flew into a rage and decided that having one son with a moderately original name was one son too many. We'll never really know. There simply isn't enough evidence to conclusively decide any one way. What we do know for certain is this. Constantine was the sort of man who would not hesitate to execute his wife and firstborn son if he thought it was best for the empire. He wouldn't even hesitate to condemn their very memories to oblivion. His enemies would call that ruthlessness. His supporters would likely call it dedication to the empire's principles. I cannot help but note that a man like Constantine, whose whole life was spent fighting for the stability of the Roman Empire, probably viewed even family as subsidiary to that larger goal. Whether Constantine cared more that the empire was ruled stably, or that the empire was ruled by him, is an open question. But one thing we can say for sure, those goals led to some very grisly scenes along the road to Nicaea. This is an Earth and Alter Podcast Network production. For more podcasts and weekly articles, visit us at earthandaltermag.com.